On Thursday, I was at Notre Dame High School celebrating the school mass, and I shared with them the story of Maximilian Kolbe, who says that his, his one goal in life was to become a great saint. And really, when you look at his life, it is almost perfect. And I find when I present the lives of the saints to people, sometimes, you know, I might be inspired for an hour or so, but then after a while, I might, you know, mess up or commit a sin, and I feel like that perfection is not possible. There's always something that might disqualify me or, or prevent me from becoming a saint like that. And maybe you can relate, maybe you feel like you've thought about becoming a saint and how the church keeps telling us that's the goal in life, but you feel like there's something, there's one thing, it could be a sin or an addiction, an attachment, something that disqualifies you from actually achieving that life. And if you feel like that resonates with you, I want to share with you one of my new favorite saints. He's a Chinese martyr of the 19th century. His name is Mark Z. Changjin. Mark was an opium addict at the time of his death. Not had been an opium addict and then had some crazy conversion story. No, he was an opium addict at the time of his death. Let me explain. Mark grew up in a strong Catholic family in 19th century China, and he became a well-respected leader by the age of 35. He was a, a doctor who treated the poor for free in his town, and a family man who had two sons, and he ended up having six grandchildren as well. One day, though, at the age of 35, Mark contracted a stomach virus while treating a poor person, and as a doctor, he decided to treat himself with a common medicine at the time, which was opium, which is essentially a pure form of heroin today. Now, while using this medicine, Mark became addicted to the drug. And as a good Catholic, Mark wanted to fight this addiction and not give in and allow it to destroy his life. So he kept going to confession and repeating the same sin over and over again to this priest. And the priest, unfortunately, did not understand addiction and its ability to inhibit your freedom. So the priest got fed up and said, okay, Mark, only come back to confession when you're done this addiction. So the priest did not absolve him of his sins and said, come back when you're no longer addicted. And Mark, as a devout Catholic, he was devastated by this. He loved going to daily mass. He loved to receive the Eucharist. He loved the sacraments. And so Mark was heartbroken. And he felt like he was rejected by his Catholic church, rejected by his priests, rejected by the community. And so news began to spread among the Christians in his area, in his church, that Mark, their great leader, their doctor, was addicted to opium. Now, at that time, in 19th century China, it was shameful, it was scandalous to be addicted to opium, especially for a man like Mark. And so they began to treat Mark like a leper. We heard about today's gospel, the lepers, they have to be at a distance from everyone, they have to shout out, unclean, unclean. And that's how Mark felt. He was somewhat of a leper in their community. And he was a reject, a failure in their eyes. Now, if you were Mark, how would you respond to all this? If you were Mark and you knew that you were banned from the sacraments until you got over your addiction to opium, 
and everyone in the community, everyone at church knew that you were this addict, how would you respond? If it were me, I probably would have left the Catholic Church and said, you know, screw you guys, I'm doing my own thing then. You guys reject me, I'll reject you. That's probably what I would have done, but not Mark. No, Mark knew that God had not abandoned him. Mark knew that even if he couldn't give over every part of his life to God, he could still give God his heart, and that was what was most important. And Mark knew that even if he couldn't stay sober and receive the sacraments, God still wanted him to keep showing up to Mass, in which every Mass, like the lepers, he could shout out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me, as all of you did about 10 minutes ago. So for 30 years of failure, 30 years, Mark continued to show up to Mass and ask for a blessing during Holy Communion. 30 years. For 30 years, Mark continued to ignore the critics in his community who treated him like a leper, as a reject. And for 30 years, Mark continued to reject the temptation just to give in to the addiction, allow it to destroy his life. And instead, this is what Mark did for 30 years. He would come to Mass, ask for a blessing, and then beg God for the grace to persevere and to die as a martyr. That's what he asked for. Every single Mass, he begged God for the grace to persevere and die as a martyr, because he thought that's the only chance he has of becoming a saint. So after 30 years, think about this, the age of 65. There are some people here who are around the age of 65 Imagine if that's been your story for the last 30 years. In 1900, the Boxer Rebels, which were a violent and radical Chinese nationalist group, began hunting down and destroying any foreign elements in China. This included European missionaries and Chinese Christians. And so one day, the Boxer Rebels knocked on Mark's door and arrested him and his two sons, one of their wives, and six grandchildren. And they were all brought to prison. Now imagine this scene in prison. Mark is with his family and with all the other Christians in the area who have been arrested. All of them looking at Mark, who's been addicted to opium for 30 years, his body is emaciated, almost skeletal looking, like heroin addicts today. And they think, here's this guy, as soon as he's given a chance to apostatize and reject the Catholic faith, he's going to be the first one to leave. He's probably going to want to go back and smoke some opium. That's what they thought it was going to happen for Mark. So Mark was given his chance to apostatize and reject his Catholic faith and go back to his opium pipe. Do you know what he said? He said out loud, heaven is open. We would rather die than betray God. And as Mark and his nine family members were dragged from prison to be executed, one of his grandsons said to him, Grandpa, where are we going? You know what he said? We're going home. We're going home. And as they awaited their execution, Mark begged them, the executors, to kill him last. You know why he asked them to kill him last? So that none of his family members would die alone. Mark stood beside all nine of them 
as they were executed. And like the one leper in today's gospel that praised God, Mark went to his death praising God out loud, singing the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So that's St. Mark G. Changjin's story. What about our story? Like Mark, we might feel like we're far from God because we keep struggling with the same sins over and over and over again. But God has not abandoned us. God is always faithful. Like Mark, we might feel like we can't give over every part of our life to God right now. But God still loves us. And God still wants our heart right here, right now, at this Mass. And for some of you, like Mark, you might not be able to receive the sacraments right now. But God still wants you to show up at every Mass. And like the lepers in today's Gospel, keep crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Because Jesus is the Master, and his mercy can transform our brokenness, our sins, our addictions into great stories of God's love, like St. Mark G. Changjin. So may St. Mark be not only inspirations for all those who are addicted right now to something, and all those who have been hurt by the Catholic Church and are not able to receive the sacraments right now, but for all of us to believe that, yes, holiness is possible. And regardless of what you're struggling with right now, there is life in the struggle. And God's mercy is so great that he can transform any of us into great saints like Mark G. Changjin. So we ask for his intercession today and for his inspiration for every single one of us.